Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. This is the sixth and final episode in this series that I'm calling Really Good News for Today. It's been fun studying the Word of God and learning more about this really good news. And that is this. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And one more time, can I just drill it deep into our our hearts and in our minds? What is the gospel of Jesus Christ, this really good news? It is the fact that God Almighty Himself, the Lord Jesus Christ, humbled Himself and came to this earth, was born a human while being fully God, lived on this earth and uh, began his ministry at approximately 30 years of age. He uh, was uh, ministering for three, three and a half years, and then he did what he came to do ultimately. He went to the cross voluntarily, laid down his life for us. He died to pay the penalty for our sin. And that's exactly what happened. And he died to pay for our sins so that if we believe in him, put our faith and trust in him, we can be saved, saved from the penalty of sin, saved from the condemnation and the judgment of Almighty God, and saved to an eternal relationship with God. That is the good news. Christ was, was dead, he died, was buried, and rose again on the third day. The good news, the really good news. Let me ask you this question. How could we ever keep this to ourselves? You've heard this often, I'm sure. What if someone came up with an absolute cure for cancer or some other awful debilitating disease like ALS, uh, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, or some other disease like that? What if someone came up with an absolute 100% cure for that? Would we hide it? Would we want it to kept secret? Would we be ashamed of it? Ashamed to, to put it out there? And, and the obvious answer is absolutely not. Well, uh, none of those things have occurred yet as far as I know, but I will tell you this. There is a cure for the most awful, awful, awful sin disease in the world. The sin that separates us from God, that brings us to the eternal condemnation of Almighty God. Uh, we are hopeless. We are hopeless in our sin. We are dead in our sin. But we've got the really, really good news. We've got to cure uh, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, I ask, how could we ever keep this to ourselves? Well... Um, the study that we're doing today, I'm calling the ambassadors of the good news. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 to 21, we find some great truth. Let's just start uh, with uh, chapter 5, verse 17, where it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new cre creature. Old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. I'm going to stop halfway through verse 18 there because I want to start by talking about the change that the gospel brings. The real, true, deep, 
lasting change that the gospel brings. It says if anyone is in Christ. <clears throat> and so uh, what that means is this. We've talked about what Jesus did at the, at the cross, what he accomplished uh, when he cried out on the cross. It is finished. Uh, it, it is done. It is completed. Uh, what Jesus did there. Uh, when we trust in him, when we believe on him, when we repent of our sins and turn to follow him, we are now in Christ. We are in Christ. Um, and so if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creature. Now, what that doesn't mean is that somehow or the other we have turned over a, a new leaf. Rather, we are completely brand new. Uh, John chapter 3, the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus told this religious leader that unless a man is born again, he will not see the kingdom of God. In other words, he will not be a part of, of uh, God's family, of God's rule, of God's authority, unless we are born again. And, and the conversation ensued there between Jesus and this uh, intelligent religious leader. He says, a man can't go back in the womb and be born a second time, can he? <clears throat> if referring to the physical birth. And, and Jesus said, unless a man is born of water and of spirit, uh, washed with the water of the word and born of the spirit of God, we cannot see the kingdom of God. We must be born again. So what does that mean? It doesn't mean turning over a new leaf. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. So, we, the old man, dies, the old man dies, and a new person is born, born again. Uh, we are crucified with Christ. In other words, when Jesus died on the cross and paid for our sins, we were there with him. We were represented there by him, crucified with Christ, yet we live. Titus chapter 3, verse 5, uh, talks about this total change, this total changing experience. It says this, he saved us, not on the basis of deeds, which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, that's getting what, not getting what we deserve, by the washing of regeneration. That regeneration there is new life, regenerate, to regenerate, to give new life. Uh, and by the renewing of the Holy Spirit. And so, uh, again, born of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes and he gives us new life, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Poured it out richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So we have become brand new people. We're, we're, spiritually speaking, we are not the old man anymore. We are brand new, brand new people. Well, um, old things have passed away, new things have come. We're new in Christ. But then, down in the first part of verse 18, it says, Now all these things are from God. They're from God. We, I, I don't want to skip over that lightly. Uh, salvation is of God, all of God. We're not going down for the third time. We've already been down and died. 
We're dead. We're underneath. We're, we're not going up and down, bobbing, trying to get to shore. We are down. We're drowned in our sins. We're dead in our sins. That's what Ephesians chapter 2 says. We're dead in our trespasses and sins. We're down there. Uh, so, so salvation is from God. Now, all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ reconciled us. That means that we are no longer separated from God by our sins. We are no longer his enemy. And we are the enemy of God prior to salvation. We are no longer his enemy. And there is no wrath. There is no condemnation. The wrath of God has been poured out. It's been revealed. Romans chapter 1 verse 18. The wrath of God is revealed against all unrighteousness of men. And God's wrath is currently poured out. Jesus didn't come to condemn, he said in John 3, because you're already condemned. We're all already condemned by our sins. But, but through Jesus Christ and what we've already described that he did on the cross, we are reconciled. We've been reconciled to God. And that is a permanent reconciliation. But now, the last part of verse 18 turns the corner. And it says, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he's committed to us the word of reconciliation. So here we have been given. He gave us. He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Uh, How does that happen? Uh, Because we can't reconcile anybody to God. But he he describes it, namely that God, it is God in Christ. It is God through what Christ did on the cross. He is reconciling the world to himself. He's the one that's not holding their trespasses against them. And he has committed, here it is, to us, the word of reconciliation. And so we're not reconciling anybody to God. It's God, God that is doing that through the work of Christ. But how do we have the ministry of reconciliation? Our ministry of reconciliation is the word of reconciliation. And the word is the really good news that we've been talking about on the last five podcasts the really good news, the gospel of Christ, but it is a word. It has to be spoken. It has, been, it has to be spoken. And so verse 20 says, Therefore, in light of the fact that we've been committed to this, uh, this has been given to us, we, it has been committed to us. Um, uh, we have been uh, uh, commissioned, it says, verse 20, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. We are ambassadors for Christ. That means that we represent our king and his permanent kingdom now in a foreign land. We know what ambassadors are. The United States of America sends ambassadors to other countries to represent this country. And there, in those countries, there are... Um, there are uh, a patch of land. There's a patch of land in that foreign country that that ambassador lives on that patch of land. And that patch of land flies the American flag. And that patch of land is a little piece of the United States of America in that foreign land. You and I are ambassadors for Christ, our king, for his kingdom. Philippians chapter 3, verse, verse number 20 says, Our citizenship is in heaven. 
Our citizenship is in heaven. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2 says, Set your mind on things uh, above, not on things of the earth, because we come from a different country, a different land. Uh, and we're in a foreign land, a temporary land. Thankful for the United States. Glad that I live here, but it's temporary. I have a permanent citizenship in heaven, and I am an ambassador. I represent the king. I have the honor of doing that. I've been given the commission to do that, the calling to do that. And, and not only that, I possess the authority of the king who is with me. Matthew 28, verses 18 and 20, Jesus said, All authority has been given to me. And verse 20 says, Lo, I am with you always. I carry with me the authority of the king. Uh, even as an ambassador, the United States represents the president of the United States and thus the whole country. So I am an ambassador of Jesus Christ. I represent Jesus and his kingdom. And a little piece of the kingdom, it goes with me everywhere I go. Am I a good representative of the kingdom? We appeal. And, and, and here's what I do. I appeal. I appeal. It's God appealing through me. It's God giving the gospel through my lips. That's amazing that God would, would allow his really good news, the life-changing, eternity-changing good news to go through my lips, to go through your lips. And yet, that's what I do as an ambassador and you do. Verse 21 wraps it up. It's, it's this message in one sentence. He, God, made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That's what it's all about. The great exchange. Our sin is on Christ. His righteousness comes to us. That's it. That's what we're doing as ambassadors. Are you an ambassador for this really good news? Wherever you are, are you ambassador? Are you giving the word when an opportunity comes with gentleness and with reverence? Are you well representing the king in your sphere of influence? You are a commissioned ambassador of Christ for this really good news. What a thought. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.